What up, though? It is another Thursday. You know what that means. It's another episode of Knockouts and Three Counts. And uh, shit, man, we've almost survived another week. This guy survived the sanctuary. And uh, yeah, man, we got a lot to talk about. But uh, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to uh, a friend of Corey and mine that we just found out passed away. Shout yeah. out, uh, rest in peace, Travis Caulfield. It's uh, ironic the timing. Travis went to the first WrestleMania I ever went to. 15 years ago when Stone Cold was Stunner and Trump, and now we're here and they're talking about he might be back in the ring at this year's WrestleMania. So <laughs> crazy the fucking timing. But uh, right. hell yeah, man. Um, Karam. Yeah, definitely. It has been a long time since we've had you on the show, brother. What's so going again, on, man? How the hell are you doing, man? Because like we were trying to figure out before we came on the air, it has been a hot minute since we've had you on the show, but you are fresh back off of injury and all that good stuff. So first of all, how the hell are you doing? I feel good, man. Honestly, like after the injury, um, it was it was I the rock it, it was actually pretty motivating to get in better shape and then just come back because I feel like I had to prove a point because uh, just I every time I'm on a stride something just would stop it and then I was just so sick I was like you know I'm just gonna come back I got something to prove I don't want to be like identified as broken goods so I think I really went past that uh beyond that and I feel good man I feel great so I appreciate you having me on too thank you no dude it's our pleasure to have you back on like I said I mean we've been rocking with you since uh the evolved days I mean we were one of the only ones in the state that were really rocking with evolved back then so I'm just glad to see you um back out here and doing your thing but you know we talked about you know your return a little bit but before we get to that i mean tell me a little bit about the injury and uh what your whole uh recovery was like for that man yeah man i was just like training at the house of truth truth martini school and we were just going through like normal drills and like it was funny because i never do uh leapfrogs and matches (laughs) and i never do them so but i'll do training if we're just going through like some drills or something and just, uh, dude, I did it. I landed weird, and I just completely tore my patella tendon. Just, like, off something so stupid, you know? And uh, it was really defeating because I had so many bookings at, uh, you know, that WrestleMania week, the like, uh, the collective and everything. So, so yeah, and they were saying I was going to be out for, like, nine months. And I was like, no way. So I just really just upped the training, up the intensity after surgery. I found a really good... Uh, you know, physical therapists and uh, I, dude, I did, it was, it, it was a mental battle at first, but I'm, I'm really glad I cut my head up really, because like I told you, you know, I just really felt like I had something to prove and I'm glad I did. So, yep. Well, that, the reason I ask all that dude is like you said, I mean, I was reading the post that you put out earlier after your debut on AEW, man, talking about you were projected to be out nine months and you came back in five months. Yeah. I mean, Big respect on that, dude, because, you know, it's always a a tricky game with that kind of stuff on whether you're going to, you know, you want to get back as quick as you can, but you want to come back at 100% and you don't want to, you know, re-tear anything, especially when you're fucking with knees. I mean, how do you feel about, does it make you any more, like, I guess, confident in your body at this point because you were able to recover that quickly? And, I mean, do you feel like it's anything that might linger you know, going on with your knee. No, dude. Like it's so funny because when I was like three months into my rehab, uh, I went to the surgeon and we did like an ultrasound on it. He was like, 
dude, I don't know, but this tendon looks six months old, not three months old. So at that point, I knew I was like, all right, I was in a really good position. <laughs> uh, okay, if it, if it looks this good now, I could really up the intensity and start the weight training on it quicker. So really, and I, it comes from, you know, I was in shape before, not as in shape, but I was in shape. No I shit. Always, <laughs> but uh, I always like worked out. I always maintained a good diet and I had good habits. And um, I'm all about the faster you get the body moving, the, the quicker it's going to heal. So I just took that step. Like, like dude, two weeks after surgery, I was walking on crutches in the gym, like doing my upper body. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I was training, like, one leg at a time. Like, I was still training the one leg while the other one was still, like, stitches are on them, bro. You know, so, like, uh, I did everything smart, but I definitely pushed the limits, if that makes sense. It's like the old saying, like, a body in motion stays in motion. Exactly, exactly. There's definitely a time and a place for resting and stuff and, you know, immediately following and stuff, you know, traumatic injuries and stuff, but... More often than not, you're better off just working through it. You know, like Dude, I, I've realized I, that just in my nature of doing construction for so long, like you'll have a tore up back or a tore up shoulder or something. But if you try to sit on it for two days, it's still going to hurt in two days. Yep, if yep. you just go to work and deal with it, it's just gone by the next day. So it's like, you right. just got to keep it, you know, in motion. Everybody says it's like, oh, well, you got good genetics and this and that. Like, sure, maybe I got like good genetics, but man, I had like my regiment every day to like a T. Like, what I would wake up at the same time, take the supplements I had to take, you know, eat my breakfast, go to the gym. Like, everything was like laid out. Then go to PT three times a week. Like, everything was laid out, structured, and like I had an ending date. So like I like worked really hard, man. Like I just was not gonna quit. No way. So. First time stepping back in the ring after that injury, was there any type of doubt or anything? Or just with the way you, you structured your regimen, like you're talking, did that do anything for you as soon as you stepped back in the ring? So, like, it's always weird because, I don't know, after you have a surgery, you could feel good, but your confidence isn't there right away. You have to, like, do it. And then you're like, oh, okay, this, I feel yeah. it now. So, like, I definitely recommend going to training a little bit before you step in the ring and everything. But uh, and I, I had a little bit more confidence because uh, my first match back was at Sanctuary Fight Club. It was against Zach Gowan, and I mean his reputation speaks for itself. So uh, he took care of me, uh, and uh, dude, once I had that match, it was the match I needed to. Okay, I'm ready, and uh, everything kind of fell into place after that. Look, dude, Zach Gowan is a fucking anomaly that I've been a fan of <laughs> since he got the shit beat out of him by Brock Lesnar because, I mean, yeah. let's let's just call it what it is. I grew up with cerebral palsy, so being a kid yeah. that had to deal with all that kind of shit, naturally, I might gravitate to somebody like mm-hmm. that. So, like I said, shout out to Zach Gowan. I've said this multiple times. Zach, if you hear this, man, the door is open. The show would love to have you. But right now, we're happy to have Karim back with us. But, man, you talk about Sanctuary Fight Club. I was there, and funny thing, you took on a fellow past guest to this show, Silas Young. So, first of all, if you haven't done so, make sure you hit that motherfucking subscribe button. Or if you're watching on Facebook, hit that share button, like button, comment button. Joey, I see you in the comment button. I already appreciate you. But, uh, yeah, man, I... uh, we just had Silas on the show um, after I got to go to my first Sanctuary show. And uh, you guys had a hell of a match this Sunday. And you came Thank away you. as the first ever Thrash Zone champion. So, 
first of all, how are you feeling about getting that strap? And uh, what are your thoughts on your match with Silas? And if any of you guys missed that episode, make sure you go check that out in our archive. Um, you know, every time you have, like, the belt put on you, it's the, the promotion believes in you, you know, and you're the face of that said promotion. So I was, like, a, like I really appreciate the fact that they wanted me to be the first one which is so awesome and uh, honestly a really cool feeling. I like what Sanctuary, how Sanctuary promotes itself and I really how it displays itself. I think it's professional. And I think um, like I like having that type of professionalism like in my home area, you know? And so I'm proud to be representing that promotion because I believe in that promotion. And I believe that's like top tier in our area right now. So, uh, yeah, thankful for that. Um, my match with Silas Young, obviously a pro again, and that's another reason why I like uh, Sanctuary Fight Club. They put me in positions to grow. Um, any promotion that I think when you work with a newer talent and you give them opportunities to grow and you believe in them, I think that's really important, especially in the indies, you know, developing uh, people like that. So, uh, yeah, the match with Silas, it was awesome. Very, uh, <laughs> I would do it a thousand more times you know that's all i could say about it is that the guy obviously has been around forever and it showed and i learned a ton and uh i'm thankful for that so it was it was a blast man really i love working there all the time i'm you know i'm just glad to be a staple there so hey man i mean and that was a good thing and so far from what we've seen in your matches in sanctuary i mean like you said uh with a guy like silas who touts himself as the last real man i mean he uh he took you guys went all around the place i mean <laughs> hell you guys were fighting by the bar i mean the yeah. last show i was at silas was getting punched in the balls on the bar and then zach gowan was jumping off the bar to hit him i mean hot damn you guys yep. are getting down yep. over there at uh sanctuary <laughs> and um dude the DDT at the end, like yes. Jake the Snake Roberts would be proud. Yes, like, um, Ricky Steamboat, funny, if he funny, sees that, funny. is having chills in his fucking show. It's funny you said that because uh, that was what ran through my mind is because that venue specifically, the ceiling is low. And this is also a shout out to Silas for listening to my ideas. I think that's awesome. And, you know, trust me in that way. So that was my idea for the first because most of my moves, you know, I'm big, big dude. So I'm tossing people high and a ceiling like there, I can't really do like, like 80% of my move set. So it makes me, it makes me have to think, okay, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And then when it was a false count anywhere, I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I, I know what I want to do. <laughs> so, and Jake, the snake is like a, dream obviously match that i won't ever have but you know i watch him a lot and that type of psychology and it's cool so i always uh take little bits uh from him here and there so i was glad i was able to do it so it's funny yeah. you say that because we've gotten to meet jake and have a drop from jake and it, even now dude just in talking to the guy he's just like yeah, yeah. he's got that like not just from his knowledge but he's just got that like when he talks you listen like yes. it's just something just I don't know how else to put it. It's captivating. captivating yeah. man. It's all in the it, voice. Right. And, and he presence. doesn't and that's why like his shit was never like a promo. Like, sure, he may have thought of what he was gonna say, but like even just in conversation, right? Like when right. he gets on to the point that he's talking about, I just there's this real sense of like yeah. you you know, you just pay that's, attention that's to what he's Jake, saying. Right. 100 percent 100 percent Yeah, dude. Oh, am I, am I, I the uh, only one here that's never been to a sanctuary? 
thing yet? No, Corey hasn't gone with me yet yeah, either. I'm just, guys. I'm, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not distracted. Corey was fucking invited. All right, kids, man. Yeah. I'm actually right, watching kids, your yeah. match right now at Sanctuary with uh, Matt Cross, and it's like to my left. So, like, if you see me doing this, it's I just watch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Another. Cool you guys are fighting on the bar right now. Yeah, this is crazy shit. The vibe there is like incredible. Like, what happened? Just for example, I'm watching. You guys, you just hit him with a low blow on the bar. What if a guy is going up to the bar to get a drink right now? Do they work around you guys? Or what? Hell yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, dude. I'll hit him in the Hell yeah, they do. Hell, at, awesome, at the dude. last show, Jody Threat was over there ordering a beer while Sam Beal getting him a fucking bush light or some shit. Yeah. And then, uh, like hey, I said, I told her myself when we went over there at intermission, I feel like Sam Beal and that perm of his found out that Jody Fred ain't nothing to fuck with. I'm just saying. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, imagine going up so, ordering a drink and like you guys are about to pull off a pile driver on the bar. Like, hey, just slide that through here for me, would you? Right. <laughs> That's funny so, as hell, man. I'm, somebody I, your size, right? You bring up like a venue like that, right? Where you have to deal with like a lower ceiling or yeah. any type of obstacle in general, right? And you, you kind of bring up how you have to almost adapt and over you know overcome mm -hmm. the circumstances that are presented like uh do you enjoy have i know like of course everybody wants like the perfect scenario where they <laughs> have all the room in the yeah. world but do you enjoy the challenges that come with that i guess you could say i mean yeah but i'd rather be able to do whatever i want yeah <laughs> you know um like it, yeah it's kind of cool to make like make yourself think okay well how can i do this how can i do that and work with it but um and because me, I will never, like, make something more half-assed just to do it. So, like, I do – when I do, like, my hot shot lariat and they go fly and hit the ropes and I go my clothesline, I want them to go high. I don't like to really half-ass it too much. So, right. um, I I really can't do too many of the things that I want to do. So, um, yeah, it's cool to have a challenge here and there, but I also like to showcase all of my ability – Mm -hmm. um so uh, you know pros and cons type of deal well that's i would while i was kind of thinking of how to word the question out I, that was i i chose to not use limit in that but i that's kind of how i was originally feeling too is right. you got to kind of limit yourself because of the situation so yeah man it's a good thing i got like a nice lariat and and cool stuff like that so yeah, in other words he just and, knows how to knock motherfuckers out exactly <laughs> yeah like good forms good lariats i'll be fine Stan Hansen would be proud, Stan but Hansen you know, has, we're talking go. about sanctuary and all those things and the things that make them look professional. I completely agree with you where, first of all, thanks to the guy I'm about to talk about, that's where I went and got my uh, promo shots done. Jerry, look at you giving us views on Facebook and YouTube. See, you're the real MVP out here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jerry is over here killing it with the pictures yeah, and the, and all that stuff, man. So uh, if you yeah, need he's... any photography stuff done, promoters, if you want your shit to look good, uh, look at uh, Jerry Vagana and Jerry V photography. But, you know, some of those pictures that Jerry took, you know, kind of might have gave us a glimpse into what might be in your future at Sanctuary Fight Club. What are your thoughts at, uh, you know, Diggy Bronson trying to come fuck with you after your big win? You know, I mean, I thought that was kind of rude to try to mess your moment up. I mean, yeah, dude, he comes out, you know, does this like 10 minute speech of whatever about how hard his life was. And I'm just here like, oh, my God, dude, like you come out here, do a whole 10 minute speech to basically tell me that you're a loser. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? Like, man, if you want that, like if you want to cry for attention any more obvious, 
Like, bro, I don't know. Make a Facebook post like the rest of the marks do on Facebook because that's what you are. So, I don't know, man. I got really no, like, feelings towards him. Like, do I like the guy? No. But, like, as a threat, I mean, warm up, brother. You know? He said warm up. He said, you know, is is this kind of, like, reminiscent to what our, our good buddy Solo B said? He said, fuck your growth, fuck your camp. I mean, that's kind of... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's laying it down. I mean, like I say, shit, that's the clip. There you go. I mean, but, uh... <laughs> it's just like I said, man, it speaks for itself. He comes up to my face, well, to like my belly button, I should say, and uh, just talking mad shit. I mean, I got to give it to him. The guy could talk some shit. You know, he was getting under my skin a little bit. But like, it's like a fly, like on your, you know, your forehead or something. Get the fuck off me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just pretty much like that. So, whatever, uh, you know, I mean, but if he wants to have that challenge, I'm all for it, man. You know, I don't, like, like I said, when I was, like, at the end of the match, after he left, I was, put anybody in front of me, and right out here or in the locker room, I'll take care of him. And if that's what he wants to do, if he wants another failure to uh, write down and complain about on the microphone, I'll be glad to do it. You give him, you're gonna give him another chapter to his sob story, is that yes, exactly. Know? Yeah, you remember, wow. uh, like SpongeBob, oh, just uh, like the smallest violin. That's what I think about. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah it's funny oh. you say that because I, for one, have been having to watch quite a lot of SpongeBob lately because my new <laughs> nephew, uh, yeah. Jaden, who already has him one of those nice twisted tumblers from kathy who i'm sure is watching kathy if you're in the comments we appreciate you You i'm serious because bro with you being in the gym so much you got to get you some of these twisted tumblers bro i'm serious (laughs) you'll be out (laughs) here see j bone's got his there put it up in a camera right quick show him the thing with the logo part look at that bro i I had unfortunate Kathy, if you do, do happen to be watching. Oh, she's I, watching. Oh, shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. I, a, I had an unfortunate mishap with my lids. Both my lids ended up broken somehow. He broke them. So. You bastard. No. She gave us I got good the cups, stuff and you no broke them. Horrible. No. You bastard. So I, I'm, I'm back to the G Fuel cups for the moment. Bro, I gotta, you bastard. I got to go back to the SpongeBob, man. But isn't it like better when you're older? You said you had to watch Dude. it a lot. It's fucked up it because I watch it now and I'm like, how did some of this horrible. stuff get on TV is what I want to know. <laughs> oh, dude, it's awesome. <laughs> you it's listen awesome. to it now and you're like, damn, I totally did yeah. not know what they were really <laughs> over my head. <laughs> like over right my head. over my head. Yeah. And then here's it's... my thing, though. How come after he's been out? I remember the first episode of SpongeBob came out when I was in fifth grade. Sure. So we're talking 2001. How come... After 20 years, they all of a sudden got to say SpongeBob's gay. I mean, wasn't it pretty obvious, bro? I mean, it was, but like, it was like they did this whole big reveal. I'm like, so what does that change about the show? Nothing really, because he was always like the happy go lucky guy anyway. Yeah. I mean, like, when when the episode with him him and uh, Patrick were taking care of the clam and, you know, Patrick was sleeping at his other house and stuff like that, I thought, I was like, oh, well, this is. This is what it is. And I mean, he's always had a mad crush on, like, he's always had a mad crush on Squidward. So, like, <laughs> hey man, more power to it. Shout out to SpongeBob. I'm glad he had the. He wanted that clarinet bad, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> we but, have gotten uh, off on a hell of a tangent, uh, but you know, man. look, yeah. 
there's some stuff that I want to talk about that you've been doing recently. Obviously, you got to make your AEW debut recently, but I want to talk about something else that I want to know if we're going to see some more of now that you're back on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also, fellow past guests of the show who we've been talking about having this dude come back for like fucking, I feel like a year at least at this point. But your tag team partner and uh, hustle and muscle, Rohit Raju, man. So are yeah. we going to see more of you guys? I mean, you guys were fucking killing it in AAW before oh, yeah. you, you know, you know, you got hurt and all that good stuff. And I mean, like I said, everything I've seen, I was talking to him about having you guys come on just as a tag team because of the stuff I've seen. Dude, and uh, I mean, yeah. it's a good, um, you know, I mean, it's a good element to add to your game. Cause I mean, with you debuting in a place like AEW, I mean, it shows that you can not only do your thing as a single, but also as a tag. What up? No, Jess, I see you in the comments, my guy. What up, buddy? Um, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, dude, we're, I mean, we're back at AAW. Um, I mean, our next match is against uh, Jossie and ACH. So, I mean, that's the, right there. I mean, Back. that's a main eventer no matter where it is on the card. So, uh, we're killing it there. And obviously, we just did some stuff with AEW um, recently that just got posted. And we were doing stuff, uh, you know, just moving forward. Glory Pro with Big X, Big Flexi. He's also... Uh, you know, uh, part of the hustle and the muscle idea, you know, so uh, we get to do that with him in St. Louis, which is great, too. So uh, honestly, man, we picked up where we left off. There wasn't really like a misstep. Like I stayed like pretty active online. So like it wasn't it wasn't hard to find my place again. You know what I mean? So I you were very active online, except for them bastards that tried to get into your Instagram. I just had to recently deal with that with Facebook, man, dude. Yeah, what social media is starting to become like a killer, bro. You can't even have your own social media without bastards trying to get in and take your page over. Like, right, damn, I didn't have any social media before I started wrestling, man. And I was just much happier in that part <laughs> of my mind. But, you know, we got to have it and we got to deal with the bullshit that comes with it. Right. <laughs> I mean, bro. I speak about it all the time, especially in the indie scene and stuff like that. That's the, that is the single best way to get your name out there. Especially Twitter, bro. Fan base, like, think about it. Like Twitter. Yeah. Like Twitter is probably the best one. Like Facebook, honestly, I don't think you need it. I just think that I like to showcase like my family's there from overseas. I like to show them what I'm doing. Like Twitter, it's like really where your stuff gets out but man like twitter makes the impression that everybody's opinion matters so you just Facts. come across <laughs> you just come across like all just a bunch of like negative stuff but there's also a lot of positive things with social media too obviously so um with good comes bad and with bad comes good yeah. and yeah it just kind of sucks that we got to do it i literally yeah. say this all i, the I time. like Go recently ahead. started the whole twitter machine thing like just when i got on with these yeah. guys and I'll tell you what, man, I am not the dumbest guy in the world. So now that I know that, I'm cool with Twitter now. All I got to do is search Twitter and scroll down a little bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not that bad. Yeah, like Twitter, like yeah. it, it'll take you down holes you didn't even realize were they were yeah, even man. an yeah. option. Kind of like stupid shit like, like this. What is that? What is, who even does that? Who takes the time to even? Yeah, because anybody knows what the hell you're talking about. It could uh, be a good thing from Russian. Look, yeah, uh, I after know. what I've been reading in the news, I don't know. But uh, anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about social media. I couldn't agree with you anymore because I, 
Bro, how often have I told both of you that if it were not for the show, I'm telling you, I have deactivated my Facebook before for a few months at a time. And it was literally like the best shit I've ever done. But at the same time, mm -hmm. I also say this all the time, uh, like social media, both in MMA or combat sports and pro wrestling, it's just crazy. Like the shit that people yeah. will say on social media, I'm like, you do not have the balls to say this in <laughs> yeah. person. Yeah. And then now it's getting more and more regular that people will just say stupid shit on social media. And then you got to run into them. Like, oh my God, in MMA, it's been cracking me up so hard. Like the amount of videos I'm seeing with guys that are like actually showing up to these gyms, which I'll give you credit for having balls to do, but then yeah. they just get fucking worked. Yeah. Well, just look at yeah. like what, what happened in uh, last weekend's main event. Shout out yet again, the winner, uh, Jamal Hill, but he even had to stand up for uh, Johnny Walker and the fact of like, man. These fans are just being a little too ruthless, man. I understand. ESPN was a little ruthless, bed, bro. But like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, like if even the winners, like, dude, like, come on, guys, like, don't, don't shit on them <laughs> that bad. Like, here's it, the then thing. You know, it's a little too far. I feel like you know. <laughs> I mean, look, bro. I'm gonna put it like this: like, it would be different if you're a guy like Conor McGregor or. Even a guy like Ric Flair, that was most of what, why people wanted to see him, you know, people either wanted to see him get his ass whipped. Either they wanted to see him get his ass whipped or they wanted to see him win. But my point being, it would be different if Johnny Walker went in there and was like, fuck you, I'm going to blow this guy, I'm going to blow this guy out, yeah. blah, 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 whatever. He didn't do none of that. He got caught. I mean, it was a gnarly-ass knockout. But he got caught. I mean, and at the end of the day, there's a reason why they're fighting in the UFC. Like, at the end of the day, right. like, sit behind yeah. the keyboard that's mm -hmm. i mean that's all that's all i know really to say with that one but you know speaking of keyboards i mean your keyboard's got to be lighting up with your guys debut um on AEW. so give mm -hmm. me your thoughts on uh you guys debuting in AEW, and uh how long has this been in the works was it a thing before you got hurt or recent or uh no us uh, dude no um honestly uh <laughs> i found out like two weeks beforehand that i was gonna go um, and then I knew Rohit was going before I knew I was going. So it just kind of worked like that. And then, yeah, man, we just, we went to Chicago, then we went to Orlando and then we pretty much had the match. <laughs> and honestly, like, uh, nothing but good comes out of a situation like that, no matter what the outcome is or how far, like, look, bro, if you know how to make yourself look good in three minutes, which I believe I did, then... I think there's there's talent there. So, like, uh, dude, I, I love the opportunity. You know, um, I don't think it's going to be my last time there. And uh, I'm just looking forward to, like, what's next with it. You know, on, like, honestly, like, I'm just I'm happy to, to be on that poster, man. When you, like, and it's a cool feeling, man, when you get that, those promo picks and you get that, like, like oh, like, look who you're versing. And it's just like, oh, man, that's really cool. And, uh it just, it's, it's because like you give so much to wrestling, you know, um, and keep in mind, like the business doesn't owe you anything and it, it shouldn't owe you anything, but like, man, when it gives you moments like that and like, dude, I, you know, I, I hear Taz talking about saying I'm a strong athlete, you know what I mean? It's like, like hearing that, like, oh, like watching SmackDown as a kid, you know, you hear that same voice talking about Eddie Guerrero and it's like. Man, I'm just cool that I was able to do that and say that I did. It was kind of a similar feeling when I my matches got put on the 
the WWE Network, and they're on Peacock too, you know. And it's just like it's really cool. Like those types of feelings, like like you you can't beat them, you know, because it's like okay, you're you're making a dent in something in a universe that's so big. So yeah, uh, yeah man, it, it was really it's really awesome. And I'm like I said, like going through the injuries that I went through and having the belief system behind me that I do, you know, I really do think that anything's possible with the capabilities that I already have. So yeah, man, it obviously just all positive thing with it. All positive thing with it. I liked it. Uh, I knew I won. I'm going to tell you the most, like the best thing, like when I was in the, the backstage, um, close to the locker room, Mark Henry was there. And then he, he was like, man, you are a swole motherfucker. I won, bro. I won. The world's strongest man just said I'm a swole motherfucker. Yeah. That's it. That's it. The night was made right there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> night was made. So, yeah, I'll always remember that shit. Yeah, dude. It's cool. It was a really cool feeling. So, that's a, that's one thing I wanted to ask you about. Dude, you're just making this uh, easy-ass interview for me to do. So, that's why you guys oh, got to make sure you follow us at KO3C Pod so you can see these badass clips that will be out there tomorrow to let motherfuckers know what's good. But um, <laughs> my question is, man, with you being at AEW, especially with all the talk about locker rooms and all these things, because there's been so many people that have been going back and forth. Um, I don't know if I got to tell you while I was there, but, like, we got to um I got to go last year. We were at uh Revolution. Um Mega Ran, who shout out Mega Ran, who just was on the AEW Black History Month uh project that they just put out there. I just saw he got his album in the mail and he did the theme for Revolution last year. Ironic the timing with uh Revolution being next week. But um, dude, like AEW's just got such a different vibe to it than everywhere else. But with all the stuff that's been in the news with Cody and all that stuff, what was your thoughts on just like the vibe of your overall experience? Like the locker room, the guys you were around, like, does it seem like a good, like, does it seem super uptight? Did you feel like on eggshells or anything? No, you know, how was it? Not at all, dude. Um, You know, I, there were familiar faces there. So like, that's always nice when you see people that, uh, you know, you've known and worked with, but everybody was cool, man. Like shooting the shit. Locker room was really like, like the Orlando. Everything was smooth. Obviously, the Chicago show. It was like an actual like live event and everything. Like with their TV show, so everything's a little bit more struck. Like you know, okay, you know, you're in a bigger place. That's right. always going to be a little bit more like TV, you know. But like when we were in Orlando, it was super chill. Everyone's super nice. Nobody's like making you feel. You know, like, well, you're walking on eggshells. Really, nobody is. Um, there's And there's catering, and that's always awesome for a dude like me, man. You know? <laughs> so, what kind of spread are we eat? talking? I hear everybody's catering. <laughs> yeah. What kind of spread oh, are we talking? Oh, dude, uh, what did they have? Man, well, the one in uh, Chicago, man, they had some good food. I There was so much cake and cheesecake. And, dude, it was funny yeah. because I would grab a cake, right, and I'm eating it. And then all of a sudden, they bring the other cake. I was like, well, I got to grab the other cake. We're on to that one. And another one comes, oh, I got to grab this one. And then, uh, yeah, so it's awesome, man. Yeah, there's like a fridge full of, like, protein shakes and soda. And it's like, <laughs> I fucking love this. But uh, Do you no, know how it, many people are going to watch this and be like, fuck this guy. He just eats what he wants and still looks like Jack. And, dude. Right, dude. That's you not know how many day. people are going to watch this and be like, fuck this guy. And, and the world's strongest day. man still compliments him. Hey, bro. 
Hey, bro. I ain't mad at you, bro. You <laughs> I deserve it. Get it how you live, bro. I am no. with it. I am not hating oh, at all. Being somebody that's been in the gym like the majority of my life, I ain't mad at you, bro. Yeah. I am it. not mad at you. you. I'm just saying is that, you know, if it's all right in front of me, I'm not going to say no to it. I mean, so. you'd be a bastard if you didn't. Yeah. Right. Like, come it, on. It, no. takes, it takes fuel to get that big, right? You got to, it's the work <laughs> yeah, that true. gets you there. True. I'll you burn it off. Fuel it up in between. You know? Yeah, I'll burn it a off. A little bit man. of carbs, a little bit of sugar, whether it be yeah. cake and icing, it's okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. got to burn it <laughs> off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It was awesome. Anyway, but yeah, back to the vibe. Uh, vibe's super cool, man. Everyone's cool, man. I didn't feel small. Like, no one tried to make you feel small at all, you know? So. I, dude, I love to hear that, though, because it's interesting because, dude, like, that's another good question. I mean, with you being back out on the indies and, you know, making your debut over here in AEW, um, you know, what are your thoughts on the overall uh, landscape as far as wrestling goes? Because, I mean, now you've got WWE and AEW. There's a lot of people moving around. You know, there's the yeah. the the formation they're talking of this control your narrative thing with EC3 and uh, yeah, yeah, Adam yeah. Sure and all that. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Ring of Honor next, but they're going to be back Mania weekend. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on the overall landscape thing? Because there's um, a lot of places for people to go right now, man. Yeah, man. I mean, like, it's funny because you look back like three years ago, where were the places to be evolve and ring of honor? And then things just change, man. You know, now those two are not even there. So it's like, um, I mean, the climate right now is that there's work at a lot of places. And I think every wrestler should be happy that there's work at a lot of places. There's a lot of opportunity to showcase yourself, including like the, the streams, like, uh, like high spots and fight TV and all that stuff. So like, Man, as far as like exposure goes and where to make money, like an actual like livable money, it's I think it's at it's like peak right now. You know what I mean? And then like even after this, like, you know, a lot of people are getting released, a lot of people are getting signed, a lot of contracts are just like expiring. Um, a lot of people are gonna go everywhere and then that's gonna settle, you know. That's just this like what's happening right now. I don't think that that type of feel lasts forever. And that hype lasts forever. So, I, you know, things will die down a little bit and then people will be where they're at. And then you're going to have another burst in the indies again, you know. And then it just kind of, it's, it's always like a full circle, bro. It's so, an ebb and flow. Yeah, it's always like, that's life, the roller coaster, man. So uh, well, right now, it's like awesome. You know what I mean? It's funny you say that with the people's contracts, too, because we got a question for you in the comments with somebody who had just came out today. Uh, that has let their contract expire with WWE. And I'm going to just say, I had the pleasure of getting to work out with this guy, WrestleMania weekend, a couple years ago. I did uh, the day with the Dead Boys deal, and uh, it was him and Seth Rollins and um, uh, Becky Lynch came through and a whole bunch of them. That guy is certifiably might be the strongest motherfucker I've ever like seen physically with my own eyes Cesaro. Fuck, yeah. yes you know that the, when you such the strongest motherfucker <laughs> dude i'm not yeah. kidding you this motherfucker came yeah. in with no warm-up no nothing yeah. hops in there and it's just thro- and i'm not talking about like, kid weights here dude yeah like, no, just throwing guy. shit around and i'm just like damn yeah, so dude. what are your thoughts on uh cesaro and uh how do you feel about uh you know, Joey says a dream match for him would be you versus Cesaro. What are your thoughts <laughs> on uh, Cesaro leaving WWE, and what are your thoughts on a match with him? Oh, dude, I mean, 
like it seems like that's what he wanted. So if that's what he wanted, that's like okay. Then there's really not more to say about it in that sense. Um, like, is it a bummer that you won't see him like at his fullest capacity there? I mean, yeah. But uh, if this is what he wants, this is what he wants, and that gives an opportunity, like you said, to like work with people like me. And I mean, obviously, that would be a dream match of mine too, you know. And it's like so far out for me. Like at times, like when I think about that. Where it's like, oh man, like match with Zara, and then you think about it, like, oh wow, that could actually happen. It's like, oh fuck, that would be sweet. So, yeah, I, I mean, all I could say with that, bro, is that I mean, if that's what he wanted, then good for him. And then if I can get an opportunity with that, fuck yeah. Well, you mentioned places like Evolve and things like that. I mean, it's a damn shame that uh, I still say this to this day. I feel like WWE missed a hell of an opportunity. With, you know, we got NXT 2.0 and now they've got NXT level up. Like, why couldn't you have just had NXT evolve? That would have been like, I mean, if you really think about all the guys that were there, guys and girls, matter of fact, that were there when you were there originally with evolve, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, holy shit. Hell of a locker room. You're not kidding, dude. Like, I mean, at any given time, there were so many people. Hell, we ended up on Bleacher Report before I was smart enough to uh, be able to capitalize on social media because I asked a simple question to Darby Allen that I'm going to, uh, you know, pose to you. So you can go ahead and check that out on uh, the past episodes as well. He yeah. didn't like this question, but I'll ask you as well. But how do you? What are your thoughts on your time in Evolve? How do you feel like it <laughs> uh, helped prepare you for, uh, you know, where you're at now? Oh, you don't like that question? <laughs> oh, no, because uh, his exact answer was, and I quote, he goes, oh, you work for Evolve? I said, no, we just do interviews for him when they come to town. He goes, well, you can tell them to go fuck themselves. Oh. No, no, he was not happy. Okay. Uh, um, dude, you know what, man? Um, I think Gabe is very good at scouting talent. Um, and Oh, I shit, was... Jerry coming in with the news. Yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't even get to read that. But, um... Oh. Oh, uh, you the thing, but it didn't get picked up. Oh, okay, gotcha. Thank you, Jerry. Jerry, all right. Yeah, <laughs> um, for real, yeah. Oh, man, crap, uh, dude, I lost my train of thought. We're, We're talking evolve, and yeah, yeah, uh, dude. So he's very good at scouting talent. I was in Florida, Clearwater, when he was there. Um, I had my match, um, and then I had my promo, and he seemed to like me, and then gave me opportunity. And there, uh, he gave me exposure. I, he gave me the opportunity to, for the first time, wrestle like in like New, New York and New Jersey and um, all those things. So like I'm, I mean, I was at the tail end of it where like I was told like don't sign anything, but then COVID happened and that was that, you know. So um, I didn't have too much time with him, maybe to. To say I, I've only had good experiences, you know, so uh, I'm nothing but happy with my experience there. I mean, it's a bummer that some other people didn't have the same, but they paid me well. Um, they took care of me and they gave me good opportunity. Like I was in the ring with like Eddie Kingston and having matches with AR Fox and like what? No, dude, I was totally thankful. Thankful, like you know, uh, people can say what they want about like Gabe and everything like that, you know, I know, but, uh, with me, he always treated me like a superstar and I really appreciated that. Hey man, I was nothing but a big fan of them. Go ahead. What's that? You can only only speak to your own experience. Exactly. Exactly. So whether other people had their, 
you know, quote unquote, bridge burned or whatever the case be, you can only speak to what you dealt with. And it sounds yeah. like it was all positive. So, yeah, dude. And to this day, and to this day, by the way, Gabe checks up on me and, and wants to check out my matches and critiques me when I ask him to, to this day. So um, I got nothing but love for the guy. I yeah. mean, and what a mind to have in your back pocket, dude. I mean, yeah, Gabe yeah. Sapolsky's had time yeah. with WWE, Ring of Honor. Like, I mean, he had parts with ECW and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, dude, like, literally, you talk yeah. about a mind for wrestling. Like, son of a bitch, yeah. dude. Like, you can't really get, you know, I mean, a guy that doesn't have different levels of it, much, have much more experience from all different spots because yeah. i mean every Ooh. one of the places i just named between ecw wwe ring of honor they're all a totally different product product so i mean to have yeah. that uh in a locker room and a guy at the head of a company that's uh i feel like it would be a great thing like you said obviously some people like darby didn't i mean i don't know yeah. any more about it but hey darby if you ever hear this the door's always open my man so uh <laughs> hey we already uh We've already made quite a few fans between uh, Uncle Chase uh, last week and uh, and then on top of that, you know. I was about Hill. to say that you've been uh, you've been definitely raking in the fans with all that stuff, man. <laughs> Son of a bitch, dude! Like, man. and that's the thing, like, dude. I'm not coming out here trying to like, oh, this is gonna start some shit. Let's go! But I mean, I've always said since the start of this show, the thoughts and opinions of uh, whoever we bring on here may not be those of ours, but at the same time, I'm not gonna censor anybody that comes on the show. Right. So. Tried the platform, Enter dude. at your own risk, motherfuckers. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Well, you brought up another great point. We're getting it's almost time for WrestleMania weekend. Oh, I yeah. am pretty fucking excited to get down to Dallas. Um, oh, I yeah. just got my flight changed. I'm going to be there Thursday to Tuesday. So we most definitely got to link up in Texas because yeah. Devin will also be down there with me and I will be down there with Mega Ran uh as well dude so it's gonna be a damn good time oh yeah man if you're lifting uh let me know any good gyms you know over let's there. go dude i got that yeah. i got that crunch shit where i can go wherever so if you got crunch we can go in any of them i did work out at the crunch you work out at the taylor one yeah down river yeah dude. I, used, I used to go there but uh i go to the powerhouse up in the novi area man i, okay. I, I, I can't beat it man i like it I always yeah. like Powerhouse too. Funny story. I mean, and we ironic because I just saw him at uh, the GCW show. I used to lift at the Powerhouse that was on Telegraph in yep. Dearborn Heights, by where the Bank of America oh, no. was. Where Dearborn Heights? Telegraph. Yep. Oh yeah, I worked out there like in high school, bro. Yeah, it's changed like three different times to like three different gyms. But yeah, dude. And then like the gym over here by my house in Taylor used to be a Taylor Powerhouse. Because, like I said, yeah. I ran in when I was 11, dude. I remember my dad used to be a power lifter. So he used okay. to, so he took me into the Taylor Powerhouse because him and Rhino used to lift together. I the still Taylor have, right? Yeah. I still have the copy of WrestleMania 18 Rhino gave me for my 11th birthday, <laughs> fucking almost cool. 20 years ago. And I went up and I'm like, bro, I know there's probably no chance you're going to remember this, but you gave this to me like 20 years ago and explained Aww. the whole deal. So, like I said, I remember Powerhouse quite well, and I missed that one in Dearborn Heights. I really only went to Crunch just because they had the the more flexible hours. And to be honest with you, shit, LA Fitness got to be kind of uh, expensive. LA Fitness <laughs> is a joke, bro. I'll never endorse them. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never. They suck. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Elliot. If I'm ever super famous one day, I'll, I'll, I'll never. I'll, never <laughs> I'll take a sponsorship. <laughs> no, no, hey, I will. I'll never change. You're, hey, you're about no. to get a letter in the mail for a sponsorship anytime, anytime yeah. now. <laughs> so that's funny. Hell yeah. So we won't look for an LA fitness, but we might find a crunch fitness. So mania weekend, you know, wait a minute. I just thought about it. Son of a bitch. Um, no, we might have something in the works for you just for the simple fact that, uh, PCO, who is a fellow past guest of this show, I actually might be doing something with him and a fellow buddy of yours, you know, a guy who Joey wants to see you scrap with. And I guess I'll ask his question here in a second, but, um, Isaiah Broner. So oh, we'll yeah. definitely be getting down uh, in the Dallas area. And now De- uh, Devin lives down there now. So it's going to be a good time, dude. So Sweet. we definitely got to make this fucking happen. Even if PCO yeah. doesn't make it, I'm down. I'm there Thursday to Tuesday. So, dude, uh, yeah, dude. With Isaiah Broder, I think that's like a match uh, a few people want to see. So, uh, well, I, I mean, we're both down for it. So whoever books it, I mean, we're there. You know, <laughs> uh, I think we can make some magic for sure. I agree, man. You know, what are your thoughts with, uh, you know, you guys were both part of DTA. Like, what's uh, what's the status of the DTA front, man? I mean, you guys were all DTA, and uh, he, like you, you know, we just had uh, Tommy Vendetta on here before his big matches this weekend with uh, Hoodfoot and uh, the stuff for ICW No Holds Barred and all that good stuff. Uh-huh. So make sure you go back and check that out because uh, he had some choice words for Hoodfoot. But, um, <laughs> hey, man. Sometimes it'd be like that. But, um, yeah, my question is, with all of you guys starting to branch out, like, what are your thoughts on uh, the whole DTA thing? Did that help? You know, was that a big help for you? And are you guys all still a group? Or are you kind of solo now? Um, I've considered myself out of the group for a couple years now. Um, I just, um, I understand their idea, but I didn't think what, I want how I wanted to showcase myself was what their mold was, and there was no hard feelings with that, obviously. But um, I saw a vision with uh, Rohit, and we wanted to do our thing, and then so it, it, you know, just stuff happens and stuff doesn't last forever. Like uh, I mean, even for a minute, Jody Threat was a part of DTA, right? So. Uh, um, as and that's no as, shade towards them. I mean, no, we're, still, we're all fans not. of them as well, too. But like I, I mean, said, I just most, thought it'd be uh, a good thing to bring up since that's the match that they're all calling for. Yeah, I mean, they're the, I mean, they're the like very over uh, everywhere they go, right? So, I mean, it's just where how I wanted to kind of showcase myself. It just wasn't that, um, and I think that's okay. And I think you could have artistic disagreements and still be friends and move on from. I think that's important. I think that's important. Um, so, like, as far as that goes, I know uh, Bronner's still in DTA. Uh, yep. I know he represents them. I'm not, which leaves the door open for Uh-oh. I can I can go against them, and I'm I'm more on the, on that. I, I like to work against all of them, anyways. They're they're great. Uh, they're a talented group of guys, you know. So. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I just feel like yeah. that's a banger waiting to happen. And it's a fucking hoss fight because you guys are just, I mean, shit. At this point, everything I've seen from Isaiah, he's indiscriminate. Hell, it was him versus, uh, you know, Jocelyn Navarro from what I saw at the Black <laughs> yeah. Lives Matter or the Black yeah. Lives uh, 
black wrestlers matter. Jesus Christ, if I could spit it out. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> took me four tries. But, I mean, hey, dude, like I said, that sounds like a banger of a match. So oh, I yeah. hope we can see it. Joey me says, too. hell, he'll book it if he has to. <laughs> yeah, brother. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I said, I'm down. I'm down to work with any of them. I recently worked with uh, Tommy uh, Vendetta and Alex Weir. Um, those guys are always really easy and fun to work with. And then uh, I haven't had a match with Aaron in a while, and I want to because I'm just in a different place in wrestling now. So I would like a match with him. Um, Antoine is like the most probably like it's like he is so good, and I. I want to say underrated, even though he is underrated. Yeah, the Black Diamond Jack Price is very, very underrated. fucking underrated. I've he's said that multiple underrated. times. Hell, I got to bring him on the show one of these times. You should. I've been saying that for a hot minute. Yeah, I say like he's one of those guys. Like, and this comes for any people breaking in, in the Michigan scene. Like, if you want someone to like pick your brain and watch your match, ask Jack Price. You know, ask Jack Price because he's 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 the man for real for real. He'll take your ideas and just add his like spin to it, and you're just like, "Oh, I didn't know I can look at it like that," you know. Hey, man, I've heard nothing but that from everybody that's worked with uh, the Black Diamond. So yeah. we'll definitely have to uh, we'll definitely have to make that one happen. Yeah. Like I said, I have uh, thought very much the same of Mister Price for a long time myself. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, I guess the last question is any you know we talked about Cesaro a little bit. Um, and we talked about what happened with Johnny Walker, but have you gotten to check out any of the bare knuckle FC stuff, bro? No. Holy shit. No. Could you imagine what a big bastard like him would do in bare knuckle FC? <laughs> <laughs> I am yeah, assuming anyway. very uh, nasty it, shit. It, it, I mean, yeah. hell, could you imagine him against a guy who you might see on uh, this show very soon? You know, a guy who's fighting for that heavyweight strap. In bare knuckle, you know, Josh Burns, that's yeah. two big some bitches. That's a hoss fight. That's dude. fucking sweet, man. No, I'm all about that. <laughs> hey, dude, that's go ahead. No, no shade towards uh Josh Burns or anything, but I just realized my man's out here chasing that check. He is uh not fighting that for that heavyweight strap that it's, you mentioned under it, BKF. It's not under BKYB. Yeah, it's so he's out here chasing checks. He's he's seeing. Hey, bro, that's a hell of a belt. I can't argue with that. <laughs> got to get paid, man. You gotta get Dude, out. he was originally supposed to that. fight Mark Goodbeer, which that would have been a scrap. And then Goodbeer is mm -hmm. out for whatever reason. But now it's him versus Travis View. What's crazy is fellow Michigan guy, James Lee. I remember when I first started training with James, and this is back in like 06. James had just beaten View either very similar i don't remember the exact year but somewhere around there fuck he fought travis view in fucking pride and knocked him out <laughs> like you know and that's how long travis view's been fighting and now he's fighting bare knuckles son of a bitch yeah. what the hell i mean right. look bro that's that's a killer but dude i uh i'm looking forward to mania um do you got what do you got going on mania weekend and is there anything that you're looking forward to getting into once we get down to dallas bro no comment on the Dallas stuff yet. Um, I'll let you know. Okay. Though. But uh, but uh, as far as like, uh, yeah, uh, on the Dallas I stuff. I hear you. Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, like I, I, I got you. Like yeah, I said, yeah. stay tuned to them social medias. Make exactly. sure you're following us at KO3C Pod. You know, we're always showing love to uh, 
past guests, but like I said, all the more reason that you got to hit subscribe because, you know, we always do those vlogs when we go out of town, and this time I'm going to be out there from Thursday to Tuesday, so that's plenty of time to catch some shit. And, hey, you can make fun of the fact that even though I, uh, I'm i not too bad for being a small guy, I get to look even smaller next to this big son of a bitch. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good time, dude. Yeah. So it's going to be a good time. You know, that's a good question for you. Bro, how at every show does everybody fucking call you like Aquaman at this point? Yeah, pretty much. It's like a thing <laughs> now, right? Uh, I mean, like the guy's a you know, handsome young man, so I could be compared to much worse. You know, right, I was just about to say it's pretty, probably not a bad thing. Right? No, I was gonna dude, say I don't think that's a bad comparison because I mean I heard many of the female compatriots at that show and they didn't <laughs> seem too upset by that. So I mean, I'm just saying. That the Aquaman thing might be might it be, works, you know. It works. There's much there's as someone that rocks the uh, long hair myself. There's much worse things that we. Corey, uh, he's got your locks him, beat, yeah. sir. Oh man, he's it's got your good. locks yeah. beat and got a lot more muscles. Hot damn it! It's all good, man. It's all good. Everybody it's got not their own a competition strengths. On my end, everybody man. has their own strengths. Yeah. Hey, everybody's <laughs> got their own strengths, man. Just remember us when you start raking in them big checks with AEW. But speaking of raking in checks, I'd be remiss before we get out of here to give a shout out to our sponsors at G3 Payroll and Tax. So if you need any help with your accounting, your taxes, your business taxes any of that shit shout out to jack and the guys and girls at gt g3 tax payroll and accounting check them out the links in the description had to get that out there but uh sure, yeah sure. i got a quick question for you go before ahead. we go man um you better it seems like you've been around the block when it comes to this wrestling game dude um as far as <laughs> one person you got one person to pick let's just say it all ends tomorrow and you got one match left could be anywhere. Who you picking? Oh, whoa, what the fuck? Oh, he hit one. him with the killer. Got to uh, get you with dude, the tough one on the way out. Anybody, anywhere, at any time. It doesn't matter where they are in their career. And any time period. Any time period? Dude, what the oh, fuck? Yeah, really... man. I want the you're most wild man. shit you, know you can what, come up with. Oh, now you know I got to do wild stuff. Uh, Macho Man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I would do. I would. I would. I would love to fight AJ Styles for sure. I like oh, that. that. I feel like that would be a hell of a match with oh, him. Dude, I mean, I'd walk out twenty times better. Fuck! How could right, you not? Right, that guy yeah, yeah. is the absolute truth. What yeah. are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you would. Yeah, I, it sounds like it might there. be him and Edge. What do you think? I mean, that's like. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't be excited for that? You know what I mean. Ring the bell. I'll be in that bitch. Yeah. One of the, so it's going to be a good time, dude. I'm looking forward to that too. And I hope at one point, you know, well, shit, if you get, if you're going to get AJ, you better hurry up. Cause I know he just signed another contract, but yeah, who knows really. how long, you know, maybe, how I'll long be in that's the fed, be. maybe I'll be in the fed one day. We'll see. That's what I see. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Yeah, but throw we'll out see. your social medias now since motherfuckers yeah, want to get uh, into Instagrams and stuff. Yeah, man. Look, uh, Guys, don't try to add me on Facebook. I really don't add any, anybody <laughs> on there anymore. Um, like, it's just there. I post just, like, family and for the most part. But, like, if you want to follow me, follow me. Um, my Twitter is um, my first and last name, Carmelami uh, underscore. And then uh, my Instagram is basically the same thing, uh, at Carmelami. So, that's pretty, yeah, so just follow me on those. Uh, both of the profiles have, like, my full name in there, so you'll know how to spell it anyway. So, 
Yeah. He's trying to give motherfuckers a spelling lesson. Cody, what's going on, <laughs> man? You came in, but we are just getting to the end of this motherfucker, Cody. Yeah, you missed out, out Cody. You missed hey, out. Hey, man. You know, uh, hey, man. The replay goes up quick, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're you live. Really as soon out. as I hit end broadcast, this fucker is right up there and ready to go. So, like I said, yeah. man, it's been a good time, dude. Hopefully, Pleasure, next bro. time I don't wait uh, three years in between fucking. Uh, appearances so i can't wait to see you in dallas dude it's gonna be a damn good time we have to make this shit happen absolutely ro yeah thanks for uh shooting the shit with me it's always a good time pleasure seeing you guys um yeah man don't be stranger oh yeah Appreciate cool, cool. the time, man. Yeah, he always. said, damn it, man, I got to work. I got to work uh, at 1 a.m. I apologize next time. <laughs> hey, dude, you're good. As soon as, that's okay. why you got to make sure you hit that subscribe button. Go back and watch that motherfucker in post. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. And if you guys hear this in the post, make sure you hit subscribe on all those podcast platforms, all that good shit. And until next time and in the in-between time, peace. Peace.